occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Myths, Magic and Murder. This is episode 35. I'm Abby. I'm Kate and we'll be your ghostesses on this mediocre day. It might be lovely where you are. I feel like I've never got anything good to say about the days. To be fair, we do record with the curtains closed, so maybe that's why. Yeah, it never looks sunny, but I think it's just just the curtain situation. It's the unnatural light. Yeah, Yeah, we're sat under two bright overhead lights, so... I hope you had a, a lovely weekend. Yeah, I hope it's been all right. And if you're returning to work, then I hope that is safe and comfortable and, you know, chill. Yes, returning to work was poo for me. <laughs> poo. It was. I was just a bit like, because I was getting paid to do nothing on furlough. Fair enough. It was good. The, the days were good. I literally said to my boss, he was like, are you excited to be back? And I said, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah, he was like, well, fair enough. I was like, yep, pretty much. But what are you covering today, Kate? I am going to be telling you about the bell witch. Ooh, witch yeah. of bells. Yes. Which fact. bell is which? Which bell? I don't know what else to say. I know I say this on every episode, but I quit. <laughs> Finally, I'm talking about a ghost bus urban legend. Well, two, actually. Who are you going to call? Ghost bus. <laughs> Doesn't really work the same. <laughs> what is? Oh, All right. Goodness. Do we have anything else to get out of the way? Any other nonsense to say before we start talking about spooky things? I don't think so. I didn't think so either. Okay, well. Shall we this, get right into it? Let's get right into it. This is urban legends. So if you imagine that we're sat around a campfire... Roasting some marshmallows in the woods. Oh, goodness. I would love to try a s'more. Me too. I know that I'm off topic immediately. Americans, what are s'mores like? Uh, we could make them easily. Just get like two biscuits and some marshmallows and some chocolate. Why are we not doing this? Because I don't often have campfires. We should have a campfire. We should. Can and we just you... use like a barbecue? I guess. It's kind of the same. Be right. All right. So my sources are thatsmags.com, history.com. Bizarreandgrotesque.com and insider.com. And ketchup mustard and mayonnaise. And ketchup mustard and mayonnaise. So today I'm talking about an urban legend that originates from Beijing in China. Not the other Beijing. Yeah. Beijing, not in China. <laughs> Shut up, Kate. This story is called The Ghost Bus, or it's also called The Last Bus to Fragrant Hills. And it's an urban legend, and so there are obviously like a few variations. What a catchy name. But I will tell you the most common version of the story. Maybe it sounds better in Chinese. Maybe. But for now... I'm not reading it in Chinese. I don't speak Chinese, so... So it starts like many other urban legends, on a dark and stormy night. It was 1995, and there's one last bus heading to Fragrant Hills in Beijing. It's number 302, but that varies. A man is waiting at the bus station, and he boards the bus and takes his seat. The bus continues driving. Shortly after the journey begins again, two men try to flag the bus down. The driver was reluctant to stop since they weren't waiting at a bus stop, but the conductor reminded him that it's the last bus, so if they didn't catch it, they wouldn't be able to get to their destination. 
So at this point, I want to mention that in the UK, we haven't had bus conductors in a long time. Right? I was just thinking that. I was also thinking that if this was the UK, the the bus driver would keep driving. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> he would literally like, wouldn't oh, care. The amount drugs. of times I ran into the road to try and get my school bus to stop and it just would not. Because also in the UK, the school buses don't like drive up to your house like in the US. We were talking about that this morning. Yeah, they just... You just have to like find way where you can board a bus. You've got to hope that there's a bus stop nearby. Yeah, if not, you've got to beg your mum for a lift every day. But yeah, they don't. we don't have those here. I don't know what they're like in other countries, but in Beijing, they're still common. Okay. So I What's believe... What's the point? Well, they're the ones who give the tickets and help everyone with their baggage, and the driver's job is to drive. Oh. Whereas now, I guess, there's less people, there's less sort of baggage and stuff, so you would... You don't need it. The driver can have the little ticket machine. It's fine. I think from the story, I gather that the conductor kind of is like a train, you know, where they come down and like give everyone a ticket and check everyone's tickets. Well, it depends what their buses are like. So obviously we used to have it when we had the buses where you could enter and exit through the back. Yeah. So you didn't go by the driver, whereas now it's just the front doors that open to let people on. Well, enough with this exciting bus talk. (laughs) The driver decided that he would let them in on the bus, and he pulls over to, to the side to let them on. When the mysterious men get on the bus, everyone is surprised to see that they're wearing robes from the Qing dynasty, which lasted from 1644 to 1911. The driver is also surprised that it's actually three men, and not two, and the third one's in pretty rough shape, so he's being supported by the other two men, and he has long, shaggy hair, and they're all extremely pale. The driver explains it away by thinking they're actors who haven't had time to change their clothes yet, so he just drives off. Fair enough. The men sit down. Sorry, what were you going to say? Sorry, I was going to say, if this were the UK again, you would just get chucked off immediately. If this was the UK, they would get bullied. Right. So the men sit down, and the other people on the bus were obviously a bit freaked out by the strange-looking men. You know, it is midnight. Mm -hmm. And when the bus stops at its next destination, everyone got off beside the men, the first young man that I mentioned... Mm -hmm. And an old lady. Okay. She's not scared. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) fight me then, go on. Go on, do it. (laughs) The old lady accused the young man of stealing her wallet, and this resulted in an intense argument between the two of them. Wait, the young man that got on first? Yes. Right. So the old lady is like, you took my wallet? And he's like, no, I didn't. Can we give them nicknames? Because I'm getting a bit confused. Mary and John. Okay. The most Chinese names. And then you got Tom, Dick (laughs) and Harry, the other three that came on. So Mary's like... You took my wallet. And John's like, no, I didn't. Right. Tom, Dick and Harry just sat there. And it and it creates a big argument. You're, ru- you're ruining the atmosphere of the spooky story. You're not telling me in a spooky way. Do you not remember how I told you about my bloody Mary story? Anyway. <laughs> so eventually the old woman insisted that the man come to her to the nearest police station and get off the bus. Mm-hmm. And he agreed if it meant stopping the argument and proving his innocence. So he agreed to come with her to the police station. So they got off the bus and left the three strange men inside of it. So the bus drove off. And when the two got off the bus, the young man was enraged with the old woman because he realised there was no police station in sight and it was the last bus he'd just gotten off of. However, the old lady had noticed something the young man didn't and had saved his life. She told him that the wind coming from the window raised the robes of the three men and she noticed that they did not have any feet, so they were most likely ghosts. She had caused the argument to get him off of the bus. Wow. The two eventually got home, and the next morning the bus had been reported missing. And three days later it was discovered in a reservoir, miles away from its final destination at Fragrant Hills. Inside the bus, 
the police found three heavily decomposed bodies, the driver, the conductor, and an unidentified man with long, messy hair. The bus didn't have enough petrol to get to the reservoir, and the gas tank was found filled with blood. Wait, so there were three heavily decomposed bodies and the bus driver and conductor, or they no, were? No, just three. So, okay, and a man with shaggy hair, which yeah, was so the middle presumably one, one of the ghosts that was being propped up. Right, okay. In some variation, the story goes that instead of three men, it's one woman in a red dress, mm-hmm. and the bus can also be 302, 330, and 375, and sometimes it's an old man that saves the young man instead of right. the old woman. But same, same. Same, same. Same, same. What did you think of that one before I tell you the slightly more disturbing one? It's a nice little story, isn't it? It's like where it's like um kind of reminiscent of the killer in the backseat. Well that's kinda that's kinda what I thought, but less common, I guess, heard of here. I'm sure it is more obviously in Beijing, but Yeah. Something you haven't heard of. Whereas I've heard the killer in the backseat so many times. Yeah, right. It's still freaky though. It's like um when we do research for all of these, I kind of see like for example, the Bell Witch I had never heard of. But in all of the sources, it was like, ah, yes, the well-known, you know, the often-talked-about Bell Witch. And it was like, what? I love learning about things like this. I love learning about different urban legends as well, because you can kind of see what different people, different cultures, I guess, find the most scary. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, from what I know, public transport is more used in, like, Asian countries. Whereas, like, we don't really use it. So none of our urban legends are set on public transport. Yeah. I use the bus far too often, but yeah. <laughs> you don't anymore, but... Yeah. <laughs> I have nowhere to go. It's it's interesting, isn't it? It is. So that's obviously a fairly short story, so I did find another ghost bus story before we sort of talk more about ghost buses. <laughs> so this one's set in Mexico, and it's slightly more... Gross. Oh, cool. I guess. Can't wait. <laughs> it's just, I didn't write it as graphic as I read it. Why? Where's the fun in that? <laughs> I didn't think These there was listeners any need. are here for this. Well, it's set in Mexico, and if you're traveling between Toluca and Ixtapan de la Sal today, there's a highway that makes the journey quick and easy. However, when this story was set, which just said long ago, the right. only way was to catch a bus that travelled along a dangerous and winding mountain road. Fun. So the road has steep rock on one side and a sheer drop on the other. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been on a road like that? Yes. Horrific. And we didn't realise until we were, because it was kind of like misty, mm-hmm. we didn't realise till we were halfway along the road and then the mist cleared and we were like, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> I was on holiday once and we'd gone on like a, like a coach, like a tour bus type thing. And I'd fallen asleep, and I was on the window side. Um, I'd fallen asleep, so I woke up, and all I saw was just this drop down. That's terrifying. And I, I like, nearly threw up. I was like, no, not having any of that. Yeah, so this is like that, very high up. Mm -hmm. And one evening, many years ago, the bus left Ixtapan de la Salle and headed to Toluca. The journey was familiar and lasted the whole night, so many passengers often go to sleep for the bus ride. So on this day, all the passengers decided to sleep, and the driver made his way to the base of the mountain and began the slow climb up. The bus began heading up the mountain without any problems, and the driver had made the trip many times before and didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. As the bus reached the peak of the mountain, it began to rain, 
so the driver focused on driving steadily around the various curves as he headed down the other side of the mountain. Mm -hmm. The rain was really heavy, and the road was slick. Some of the passengers woke to find the bus picking up speed. They called out to the driver, who did not respond. The bus got faster and faster, and the the passengers became extremely frightened. The bus was going so fast that it was impossible to control. They reached the curve in the road, and the driver swerved. The bus skidded off the cliff and smashed into the jagged rocks below. So the story goes that many of the passengers did not die instantly, and that most of them were laying and bleeding as the bus caught fire, and nobody could hear them scream because they were so far down the cliff. Yeah, that's kind of my things as well. It was a bit more graphic than that, but I was like, oh god. Oh my goodness. I was not expecting this after Mary helping right? whatever his name was. Different cultures, isn't it? <laughs> so later that night, the police discovered the crash, and they alerted the ambulance, but there were no survivors. Ever since, people have reported seeing the old bus travelling the journey, and they say if you flag the bus down, it'll stop for you, and the doors will open, and there'll always be one empty seat for you. If you take the seat, you'll feel an extreme sense of uneasiness. Every passenger is still and staring straight ahead. Everyone is silent, and the bus is in perfect condition. When the conductor comes to check your tickets, he completely ignores you, like you aren't there. I wish that happened on public transport. (laughs) Right? On all the free journeys. You arrive at your destination smoothly, but the bus stops before it arrives at the terminal. The driver tells you that you have to get off now, and the journey's not finished. As you leave the bus, the driver tells you to go and not look back, or you'll never be able to get off the bus. Those who obey the driver get off, they hear the bus starting up and driving away. If you disobey, you'll see the bus for what it truly is, a charred wreck with skeletons in the seats, staring straight ahead. The bus will disappear and you'll die in an accident a few days later. It's said that from this moment on, your ghost will be sitting on the bus. That's so scary. Right? Compared to the other sweet one, where she was just like, oh, no feet, come on, dear. I mean, they were... People still died in that story, and also the gas tank was filled with blood, but yeah, it's less yeah, it's less uh, haunting, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I, I thought the second one would end also, and then it never did. Yeah, right. Wow. And I was thinking, like, I know it's not the same with every urban legend, like, a lot of them are just to scare people, but I think a lot of them are made sort of to tell, you know, uh, spooky stories and uh, campfires and stuff. Mm-hmm. As kind of a warning for something. But what would this be a warning for? If you go on the bus, you'll have a fiery death. Don't catch public transport. I don't know. Like, I guess it's just not. It's just a scary story. But I was thinking, like, why Why would you tell a child this? Yeah. No, I don't think you would. I think it would just be, like, one of the campfire stories. Like, how chainmail got big. Chainmail doesn't, like, teach yes. you not to do anything. It's just, like... You will die. You will die in seven days. Literally. You will yeah. see this monster at the foot of your bed, and then your mum will die. Sally fell down a manhole and cracked her neck. I used to like laugh those off, but really they scared me. I used to cry. They were horrible. Bless you. Whenever I got sent them, I would immediately forward them. And once I forwarded it to my dad, and then my dad <laughs> told off the kid that sent me the chain mail. I think yeah, I think he told that on the podcast. Yeah. It's oh awful. Horrible. I like it though. It sounds um the whole don't look back thing sounds like the tale of Orpheus and Eurydice from Greek mythology. 
not overly familiar with Greek mythology. Basically, right? Eurydice gets stolen to the underworld, and Orpheus is like, I'll get you. And then he goes and says to Hades, like, that one's mine. And then Hades is like, all right, if you can take her and, like, no, she'll follow you, but don't look back at her to see if she's there. Like, just trust me, she's there. Um, And he gets, like, nearly to the end, and then he's like, I gotta check. And he looks back, and he just sees her getting, like, dragged away. Wow. Yeah. And he doesn't get her. I guess it's like that then, yeah. Yeah. So what did you think of my stories? Let's do the scare scale. Can I do two scare scales? Because they were very different. Sure, yeah. Okay, Beijing bus. Beijing bus. Ask me the question. Scare. <laughs> mm, two. Danger. Two. Likelihood. It's unlikely that these stories happened. Urban legends are just urban legends for the most part, but... Yeah, do I think that at some point a bus went missing and wound up charred with something spooky going on? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to say like three and a half. Three and a half, the likelihood? Yeah. Okay. There's no reason that like it couldn't have happened. It's not... <laughs> like for the second one, I'm going to give it a low likelihood rating. Okay, okay, spoilers. <laughs> okay, what what are your ideas? What are your explanations for that? I think it's just a story. Yeah, me too. Um, But I do like it. I mean, it could be ghosts as an explanation. But that's about all I can think of, really. To If the petrol tank is filled with blood, I can't really think of a reason why that would have happened other than just a ghost messing about. Yeah. Killing people. Did you like that story? I Which did. Which one was your favourite? Ow, sorry. <laughs> oh, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Um, the first one was probably my favourite because, I mean, first of all, it wasn't so horrific. And second of all, I like that the old lady was just like, this young man is not going to listen to me unless I get into a full-blown fight with him. Right, I like that she, first of all, thought quickly and second of all was like, the only way to get this man off the bus is to tell him that I'm going to take him to the police. Mm. It would have been better, though, I think, if she could have got the the driver and the conductor off somehow. Yeah, I guess how would you do that, though? There's a ghost on the bus! Yeah, Everybody run for your lives! Ah! No, I think... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that it's legit, so I'm not going to come up with different ways you can get a bus conductor off of the bus. You <laughs> There's know? no point. Yeah. Buses aren't that exciting. These people don't care about hearing me talk more about buses. Wow, I love buses. Which is your favourite bus? Double-decker bus or regular bus? Double-decker, obviously. <laughs> oh, wow. You'll be on a bus that has Wi-Fi. I did, like, twice and it was the best. <laughs> anyway. We, we have that, like, just normally. Wow. Yeah. London's impressive. I just got here. By just got here, I mean I got here about a year ago. <laughs> But, but I haven't travelled anywhere. But I so. don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, you had no money and now it's corona, so. Okay, for the second story, scare. Like, four? Was it the people dying horrifically? Yeah, it was like people are mangled at the bottom of a cliff and screaming for help, but no one can hear them. It's horrible. Danger. Four. Right, I like that it says if you look back, you'll see charred buses, skeletons, and then you will die in an accident. Right. What I was thinking, though, is if there's one seat on the bus 
and you take that seat uh-huh. and then you die and it the story goes that then you will be a ghost on the bus are you taking up that seat maybe you like free a ghost you know that's quite a nice way of thinking about it maybe the crew like not the crew but like the passengers sort of change over time as more people get added that would be sweet they kept in the cargo hold <laughs> no <laughs> likelihood like a one i don't think because if this was real how would anyone have written it because if they'd have looked back and seen the child remains they would be on the bus that's true yeah so any explanations just a story it's just a story it's scary it's a good scary yeah, yeah but but yeah, thank you beijing and mexico story. for scaring the pants off for me yeah right wow those are really good I'm so glad you like them. Yeah. Especially the first one. You go, Mary. Team Mary. Her <laughs> name probably was definitely not Mary. We're in Beijing. Could be. I don't know how common that name is there, but I imagine not very. It was Mary. Well, if you like that and you'd like the podcast, then please go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Myths Magic Pod. We post cool things on there, reference photos, fun stuff, memes. <laughs> God, Other you sound like such an old woman. Memes. <laughs> we post fun things. Memes. Funny memes. <laughs> yeah, you should go follow us. If you could leave us a review on iTunes as well, that would be very beneficial. If you want to help us, you can head over to Patreon. And we have not got any tears anymore, so I've mentioned this a bunch. You guys all know the drill. Give as much or as little as you want. It can be less than a coffee a month. We don't mind. It's just nice to see that you guys like us. Also... You get something out of it too. You get to be part of like a sort of secret social media. We tell you what we're going to produce. We put extra content on there. So head over if you would like to. Patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder. Also, if you want to give us your haunted happenings, terrifying tales and spooky stories, then you can send them over to us at MythsMagicMurder at gmail.com. You ready for me to tell you my spooky story? I sure am. My spooky story for today is The Bell Witch, as I have mentioned. Whoop whoop. My sources are Wikipedia, liveabout.com, thesouthernweekend.com, bellwitchcave.com, eu.tennessean.com, sharetngov.tnsosfiles.com, newspapers.com. I think you have a virus now. <laughs> You're right. Higgypop.com and goodreads.com. Well, it sounds like you're very sure of your sources. That's for sure. <laughs> they are Higgy all <laughs> so verifiable. <laughs> okay, so before you ask and start slagging me off for yet more clickbait, this witch has nothing to do with the musical instrument, Bell. What? It wasn't a witch that could play a mean tune on the church bells late at night. Sorry to crush your hopes. I'm a bit disappointed, to be honest. Also, this witch isn't actually a witch at all. So there's no bell and no witch? Yes. Okay, if you click off now, it's understandable. It's a poltergeist. Sorry. What? Those aren't even similar. I know. Sorry for the confusion. I was, I was just as confused as you are. I haven't just named it the bell witch. The spirit is known as the bell witch because she haunted the bell family in Tennessee and once introduced herself as old Kate Batts' witch. So... Is that what you go by? Kate Batts. Kate showed me the Wikipedia page just for the meme. And it was like, the bell witch, also known as Kate 
Hey, it's me. Live interview with the Bell Witch. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, today we have uh, the Bell Witch live on the show. Okay, so I guess this episode is the Kate Ghost story rather than the Bell Witch story. Okay, well that's not going to sound as good in the title, so it won't be called that. We'll just keep lying to the listeners until they hear me say that. Kate was a pretty grumpy old woman, as far as I can see. She absolutely hated John Bell Sr. She started messing around with him in about 1817. John Bell was out hunting for some food one evening, and he saw a weird dog-like thing appear. So, obviously, he's out hunting, he shot at it, but he missed, and the animal just left. Around this time, Drew Bell, who was John's son, saw a ginormous bird perched... Drake Bell. <laughs> Drew, perched nearby, that flew away as soon as he came near. Betsy Bell, John's daughter, saw a young girl in a green dress swinging from a branch of the nearby oak tree. I tried to find out, but I don't know if it was, like, innocent tire swinging or, like, sinister swinging. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fairly normal. How do you swing sinisterly? Real slow? Like, from the gallows? Oh, I thought you meant, like, on a swing, yeah. I mean, I presume so, because I couldn't find any... <laughs> How do you swing sinister? I thought you meant, like, she I mean, was sat so on a have swing. Have you not seen sinister? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant like swinging on like a like a swing. Well, I think like that's what it means. Swing. I don't want to give the people the wrong information. But I was like, are you swinging slowly? Yeah, are you like singing? really creepily? <laughs> well, now I just feel uncomfortable. Okay. Dean, the family slave, also saw some weird goings on as he was followed around by the large black dog thing that John saw previously while he was walking around in the evenings. Cool. You with me? I'm with you. You still thinking about sinister swinging? I can't believe I said that. <laughs> On the plus side, though, at least all the weird stuff was happening outside, so the family was safe at home. They could relax. Oh, wait. <laughs> Not for long. The freaky stuff started occurring inside, as the family could hear chewing sounds on the bed frames. Invisible dogs fighting the sound of chains being dragged across floorboards and like little things like milk going missing some of these are very odd yeah why are there dog noises also by chewing does it sound like a rat is chewing the bed yeah. or like someone's eating a sandwich in the bed <laughs> no like very different... like someone's gnawing the bed frame okay yeah but that they wasn't checked again what i expected they checked for rats and there weren't any so wow this ghost sounds kind of lame <laughs> <laughs> Eating a sandwich under the bed. Swinging on the tile swing. <laughs> oh, man. John Belsenia also started to lose function of his mouth as it slowly became paralysed. From here, it only got worse. Sheets were pulled from under the kids as they were trying to sleep. Scratches appeared on the children, especially Betsy, who was also slapped, stuck with pins, pinched, and had her hair pulled often. Wow, they do not like Betsy. No. Why is it always the young girl? Easy target, right? Horrible. <laughs> Kate's such a bitch. <laughs> Obviously, people were starting to hear about all of this going on in the Bell household, so more and more people would visit to try and catch a glimpse of the ghost. One lot of visitors was General Andrew Jackson and his party of people. They rode over in a horse-drawn carriage. The carriage was going over flat land at a reasonable pace, until it suddenly stopped. 
They got out to see what was going on. There was no obstacle blocking their path, and nothing stuck in the wheels. So, the general thought maybe it was the horses. He told the driver to get them to move, and they tried really hard to move the carriage like he could see the horses putting in effort. But it still wasn't going anywhere. So, all of the party, including the general, tried to push the carriage, as well as the horses trying to pull it to see if it would move. Still no movement. Dumbfounded, they took every wheel off of the carriage to see if there was something wrong with the wheels themselves. They were all perfectly fine. Eventually, it dawned on the general, and he said aloud that it must be the Bell Witch, at which point he and all of his party heard a metallic voice from the bushes say, Well done, general, you may move your carriage, and I will see you tonight. So the witch wants to be acknowledged, right? She's in it for the fame. (laughs) Kate's such a fame whore. Say my name. (laughs) Say it out loud. Then you may leave. When they went to check the bushes, no one was there. From then on, the spirit started to speak more and more. As I said before, it introduced itself as Kate. But this happened later on in the whole timeline of things. Can you imagine if she she didn't go by the Bell Witch? And everyone was like, it must be Kate. And she was like, congrats. It's me, Kate. <laughs> well, the, family, the family called her Kate and she like responded to it. It's just it's less scary though, isn't it? Like, hey, Kate. <laughs> yes. It's me, Kate. <laughs> It's like Monsters vs. Aliens, where they're like, Susan! Susan. <laughs> uh, originally, the spirit said that it was a spirit that was once very happy, but has now been disturbed and made unhappy. I am the spirit of a person who was buried in the woods nearby, and the grave was disturbed. My bones disinterred and scattered, and one of my teeth was lost under this house. That's sad, so she's just trying to get her tooth back, right? Me haunting the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) It's the tooth fairy. (laughs) Oh my god. The origins of the ghost were hazy at first. It said it was... So, this information that they gathered, as in, like, the bones were disinterred and whatever, everyone was like, wait, so it's from one of the local Native American burial grounds? Because there were a few, apparently. So they went to go check, and it was just bollocks, really. Um, and then later on it introduced itself as Kate, so I don't know why she was just straight up lying, but... Maybe Kate is also a fake name. Maybe. Later on, once the name Kate Batts came out, people believed that she was a neighbour that had been cheated by John Bell out of a land purchase, and on her deathbed swore to haunt him. Anyway, the ghost got pretty chatty, and enjoyed arguing about religious literature, (laughs) <laughs> it also loved to spy on neighbours and start up gossip in the town. This is me as a ghost. It's literally me. <laughs> People weren't 100% sure on how legit the ghost stuff was, as it could have all been just an elaborate prank for some reason. So, John Johnston, the son of a family friend, made a test. John Johnston. If you've got the last name of Johnston... Don't call your kid John, right? <laughs> Like, I'm sorry if John Johnston is listening to this. Okay, made a test. He asked the ghost what his Dutch step-grandmother in North Carolina would say to the slaves if she thought they did something wrong. So, no one apart from his family would know the answer. He's sort of checking how legit this is. The ghost replied in his grandmother's accent, Hut-tut, what has happened now? 
which is exactly right. That's very strange. Yeah, and I imagine it's pretty hard to do a, a Dutch North Carolina accent. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> so, even know what that sounds like. Right? Why didn't you do it? Why didn't you learn it to do it? I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. Yes, this was correct. And although it didn't say this in the writings, I imagine John peed his pants and left. Probably. Although Kate seems a bit standoffish and rude, she absolutely loved Lucy, John Bell's wife. She would often bring her fresh fruit and sing hymns to her. That's cute, I think. Kate's got a crush. (laughs) As well as this, she showed John Bell Jr. respect. Now, I don't really know why she only showed one of the kids respect. Maybe he was only a father to one of them, or I don't know, it didn't say. Yeah, that's an interesting thought as to why she wouldn't be nice to the other kid. Because it makes sense to be horrible to the guy, Mm -hmm. but why pick on his daughter? I don't know. On the other hand, as I said, she hated John Bell Sr. She said that she intended to kill him, and cursed him, threatened him, and made him suffer through making him partially paralysed. Long story short, she poisoned and killed him. Oh my god. I'm imagining, as a side note, them just like hanging out in the house, you know, his wife and the ghost, Kate. <laughs> and they're like having a cup of tea. And she's right, like, they're like sewing together. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I love hanging out with you. And then John comes in and she's like, ugh, and she leaves. And John's like, were well, you hanging out with the ghost again? I can't believe you. And his wife's like, you don't even, you don't know her like I do. We're good friends. I can't, and like the kid's like, yeah, I love Kate. And the dad's like, are you not seeing what I'm seeing? She's threatening to kill me. And they're like, don't be stupid. You're just jealous because we have friends. Either that or or the ghost is like, I'm going to kill your husband. And Lucy's like, not if I beat you to it, hon. (laughs) Anyway, I've forgotten what I was saying. Yes, she killed him. Well, I mean, at least she was consistent. Yeah, totally on brand. No one heard from the ghost after, like for a short time, until they had finished like burying his, his body. At which point, she interrupted the mourners by loudly singing drinking songs. That's so funny. Yeah, in like joy that he was dead. What an absolute crazy woman. (laughs) She's so rude. She is incredibly rude. Kate, you can't just act like this. A man is dead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Shortly afterwards, she left, but told the family she would be back in seven years. So, 1828. She did return, but the whole family basically just ignored her until she left again. Seems like a good way to get rid of a ghost. Yeah, fair enough. It's what I'd do. Either that or chuck her in the wood chipper. Stop talking about the wood chipper. (laughs) One possible explanation, other than witchcraft, was written about nearly 30 years after these events took place. An anonymous article was printed in two journals. It said that there was a voice that spoke freely about the house from all directions. However, this voice didn't come around until every light in the house had gone out. When people had come to visit the ghost, one person asked how long the ghost would remain there for, to which the ghost replied, until Betsy Bell and Joshua Gardner get married. So Betsy was the daughter that she bullied. Basically, the kind of idea that I got from the article is that Betsy had fallen in love with Joshua and learnt ventriloquism. How specific. Right. Or, like, she knew ventriloquism anyway. I don't think she 
She was like, I've fallen in love, it's time. So she used the idea of a ghost to her advantage to like get them together. This okay. could be could be true because it would explain why the ghost left when it did. Because just before the ghost left, Betsy and Joshua called off their engagement. Interesting. The idea could be true. It did get a lot of hate because Betsy was so young when all of this was happening. Um, I'm not ex- I'm not sure exactly how old she was, but back in the 1800s, we see people were super young when they got married, and the writing said she'd scarcely advanced from the stage of childhood. So I'm guessing she was about like 12 or 14. Right. However, if we're looking at this case in this light, then we should probably also look at other cases of children being involved in complex plans. For example, the young girls in Salem Witch Trials. Listen to the episode. (laughs) It's a widely accepted idea that the young girls were messing with the adults in the village for their own gain. So surely the same could be argued with the Bell Witch. Yeah, that makes sense. Fair enough. What it wouldn't explain, though, is why the ghost returned after seven years. True. I mean, as well as that, it also doesn't explain that giant dog thing and the huge bird, but... Oh, yeah. Well, the bird... Couldn't that just be a bird? I mean, yeah, there are big birds out there. Big birds exist. <laughs> True facts. <laughs> Thank you for coming to our podcast where we talk about real things that exist, buses, birds and dogs. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, quick side note. Have you seen, I think it's in the Philippines, the human-sized bats they have? Apparently it's just camera trickery. It is? From what I've seen. Good God, I hope so. But it might not be. I'll do a quick little search. But when I saw it on Twitter, I saw people saying, this is not real. Oh, thank God. I saw it this morning and I was like, oh, cool. Guess where I'm never going. (laughs) It also wouldn't explain how the ghost knew so much about people's families. For example, John Johnson's step-grandmother. And just because you're a ventriloquist, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily very good at accents. Yeah, that's fair. There was also uh, an Englishman that visited and he spoke about his family, at which point the ghost was like, started talking like his mum and dad. Um, so like, yeah, again, how would you know that? How would you be able to pull off? Whenever I've heard an American try and do an English accent, it's just poor. Yes, unless so- <laughs> they're highly professional. Yeah. Or unless someone's parents happen to speak like a cockney. Yes. <laughs> do you find anything about that? The bat is shot in a particular way that makes it seem far larger than it is. The largest species of this bat, the wingspans are around five foot, but the bodies are quite small, around 11 inches. Five foot? Of wing. Span. 11 inches of body and five foot of wing? They're pretty big, but they're not, they're not human-sized. They're just big bats. I like... <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't... Oh my god. Yeah, they're, they're pretty big. They're about the size of your forearm, and then if I go like this, that's how big the bat is, because I'm five foot. That's horrendous. It's pretty huge. Uh, mm. If the Bell Witch is legit, though, then she has more than just John Bell Sr.'s death to be held accountable for. Back in 1869, Tom Clinard and Dick Burgess murdered James Smith. Apparently the two had murdered Smith because he had acquired some of the Bell Witch's powers and used them on the men. They were obviously pretty pissed, so they murdered him. 
Both men received a not guilty verdict as they claimed they were under the influence of the Bell Witch. Okay. Seems interesting. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether that's true, you know, if the Bell Witch is true. kind of like a lie, but yeah. sure. But it was in the same town, so who knows? I guess it would be a good excuse if everybody knew of the Bell Witch. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, she had, I was under her control or whatever. Yeah. There's a book about the Bell Witch called An Authenticated History of the Famous Bell Witch. It was written by Martin Van Buren Ingram, which includes all of the other information available about the Bell Witch. Evidently, Kate wasn't a fan of this because the publisher reported a delay in printing the book because as they were trying to print copies, they heard maniacal singing, laughter, prayers, moaning, clapping, and rattling on the roof. She sounds so annoying. Right. Like, not even just, obviously, she's deadly, she's killed people, but she sounds like she's just really irritating. Right. Well, she is a poltergeist. Oh, just shut up, Kate. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You can tell the rest of the story. Obviously, the printers evacuated the building, so it took longer for the book to come out. The reason that Ingram took so long to produce the book in the first place, though, is because the whole Bell family had agreed that no material collected about the witch should be released until the last remaining immediate family member of John Bell Sr. had died. That makes sense. This happened in 1890, and the book was first published in 1894. So, it's nice that he... Kept his word, I guess. Yeah. The Bell Witch has had a massive effect on the idea of ghosts and sort of the interaction with people and stuff, especially in media. It's credited with being the basis, at least partly, of many films, including Bell Witch Haunting, An American Haunting, and The Blair Witch Project. Interesting. Yeah. Another possible alternative to The Bell Witch was brought about in 2015, as there was a psychic called Angel Lee that said that although there was a spirit, it was not the house that was haunted, it was the land that was cursed, as it was a burial land, which we know is true. The spirit did not kill John Bell Sr., a slave did. The slave killed John because he was not protecting Betty from another family member who was sexually abusing her. Some remaining members of the Bell family have heard what this psychic has to say, and they believe she hit the nail on the head with what happened. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So, that's all I found, really, on the Bell Witch. What do you think? I thought it was interesting. I thought it was clickbait. Listen. But I thought it was interesting. I didn't name it. (laughs) I just want to point that out. You can call it Kate's Ghost if you want, but... The Ghost of Kate. (laughs) No, I thought it was interesting. I... It's a little bit confusing, but it's just because it's one of those cases where it's quite old, so we can't really do much you know, in like intense research into why everything happened. But I think it could either be, yeah, an actual ghost or I think the last point you made with the psychic sounds quite believable. Yeah. So how scary do you think it is? Like a three. Yeah. I think she sounds more irritating than <laughs> horrible. However, and like she just kind of wants to piss everybody off, like with the, the wheels and stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, she was just hanging out with his wife and his kid. So yeah. I'm, I don't think she's a deadly creature, but I think that she's probably a bit scary. If she could do that. Fair enough. Uh, how dangerous? 
See, I feel like I should say hi because somebody died. But probably about two and a half. Because Fair. I feel like if she wanted to kill them all, she totally could have. Mm-hmm. But she didn't, so... Yeah. Fair. Well, I think even if she did kill him, she had a reason, you know? I don't think she was just a malicious person. Yeah, and if she pulled that off fine, then surely she could have just been doing it to anybody. Mm. So she obviously wasn't that dangerous of a ghost. Yeah. What's the likelihood that this happened? Like a... Oh, I don't know. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I have that the story happened the way you told it. With her killing him. Um, I think just the likelihood of a bell witch. Maybe like a three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Why? Feels like a good number to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Any alternatives? Well, I believe it, but I don't think it's like set in stone. It's, you know, these stories are so old that I can't be like, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the murder and stuff happened in the 1900s, so it would have only been like 100 years ago rather than 200 years ago. But but it's still it's still a while ago, yeah. It's not like those things where you can be like a bunch of people have seen it and there's a photo and there's news articles and things like that. I think my explanations there was a ghost mm -hmm. that killed him or the slave killed him. I feel like that would also make quite a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I can't really think of any other reason why they would do this. Why would you lie about there being a ghost? You don't think the thing about Betty was true? No. No? The ventriloquism? No, that seems really odd, <laughs> to be honest. I don't think that they would have needed a reason, because if they are, you know, a nuclear family in this time period, and they are slave owners, I presume that they are fairly well off. Mm -hmm. So what would they have gained from talking about a ghost? Well, I mean, it might have. there might have been a ghost. You know, the lands might have been cursed, but it might not have been Kate that was doing all of this stuff. You know, Betty could have been the voice of Kate. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. There was another sort of idea that Betty's teacher was in love with her um, because Joshua, so the guy that she got engaged to, took a lot of abuse as well from the, the ghost. So they reckon it could have been the teacher like abusing Joshua until he left because then eventually the teacher and Betty got together. I guess, yeah. It, it seems kind of elaborate though, but perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it were Betty that did it, it would explain why she took all of the physical attacks. Yeah. Because she could just do it to herself. Yeah, you could just lie about it a lot easier. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Thank you, Kate. It's okay. Yours was also interesting. It's and been an interesting day. <laughs> that it has. Let's learn more about buses and Kate next time. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, cool. Done. Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>